guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy in Hope. We just got finished talking about making a bear, a bear, a battle slash prayer plan to overcome an addiction to masturbation or really any sexual sin. But that kind of leads into the next step which in my story was confiding in someone. So let's pray and then get started, shall we? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, totus tuus, Maria ego sum, I am totally yours, Mary. So for those who have like listened to the past episodes about how I became addicted to masturbation and then have been a part of this series too, you might already know all of this, but in case you're new or need a little quick refresher, so I just want to share like my story. So I kind of went through two prolonged periods of this addiction. So it started at some point in grade school when I was exposed to pornography and that led to an addiction to masturbation that lasted throughout middle school, but that the Lord delivered me from in eighth grade leading up to my confirmation in eighth grade. But then because of choices I made in high school and relationships I was in and lust that entered into them and into my heart, and sexual behaviors that I was committing in those relationships. After those, after the relationships, my addiction to masturbation resurfaced, which I found out much later is very common um, when you experience some kind of sexual stimulation. Like even if you have like gotten over an addiction to like pornography or masturbation, like if something like this happens, it happened to me, like it's very common that these things will come back which sucks, but makes sense. So, because again, in the last episode, I kind of like hinted at some of my psychology courses and that a lot of this stuff really is a mental and psychological thing, which can be comforting in the sense that it's like, okay, well, like that's why my body is addicted to these things or that's why it's coming back, but it doesn't make it less miserable. So I was especially frustrated with myself and experiencing a lot of shame when the addiction came back because I I understood that it came back because of these relationships and I was very I very much regretted some of the decisions I made in those relationships I was very ashamed of myself and had a really hard time seeing myself through the eyes of mercy and love of God and so that carried into college and oh my goodness so Uh, My transition from high school to college was stressful because everyone's is stressful. College can be very stressful, but it was especially so for me because I chose to go to college six hours away from home, out of state. It was 
huge. Like that was a huge transition for me. I did not know anyone at the school I chose other than my roommate and I think one other person at the time who was older than us, who was already at that school. But that was really hard. It was really hard to make that transition. The second week of college, I broke my ankle, which was a ridiculous thing in and of itself, but I had never broken a bone before that I could remember. I've been told I like had my collarbone broken as a baby, but that doesn't count. So anyway, I had never experienced like the pain and the trauma of breaking a bone. And so all of that was just really stressful and feeling very guilty for not wanting to be motivated for coursework and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just a lot of shaming going on, a lot of loneliness, a lot of isolation, a lot of body shaming, because as is very common, some of you may know, when people go off to college, many people do tend to gain weight because they're not involved in the athletics maybe that they were in high school. You're not eating mom's healthy, hopefully, hopefully home-cooked meals. You're eating cafeteria food all the time and it's just not it's it's not always great like I'll be very honest with some of you I hated college like parts of college I just really despise and I don't ever want to go back to that time in my life so it was really hard it was really really hard and I was experiencing a lot of shame in this sexual addiction because I was at a catholic college and I felt surrounded by people who already I thought had reached the heights of holiness and I assumed no one was struggling like I was I was a woman so I was like guys like always hear this in their chastity talks but like nobody ever talks it and talks about it in the girl talks on retreat so I just felt alone and I felt so dirty and just so like bad about myself so that did not help me heal because I I wasn't confiding in people. When I was younger, when the addiction first surfaced, when I was in middle school, God gave me the grace to reach out first to my mom and share this with her. And she did not shame me. She loved me and did see me through the eyes of mercy as God the Father does and assured me this is very normal for people your age, like you are not alone. Um, I was given the grace to run to reconciliation and receive the forgiveness of God the Father in that way. And that was a very profound experience of healing for me. I also confided in close friends in middle school and found out a lot of my girlfriends were also struggling with this. And I, I kind of felt like I had this community. But then after we had experienced deliverance and things were good, I just... When this all started happening after high school, I just did not feel like I could reach out to people anymore because a lot of my friends and family did not appreciate the decisions I made in high school, which, fair, they were terrible decisions. But I, I had really burned a lot of bridges and in those relationships had like pushed away people that I loved. So some of my friendships were very strained. I didn't... I didn't feel worthy of love from my family and from my friends. So it was really hard and really lonely in that way because I felt like they they knew those things that I had done in those relationships. And the last thing I wanted to do was 
tell people more so how I was still struggling with things that I just thought were so unholy and so awful. So fast forward to the eve of my 21st birthday. It was the night before my 21st birthday and I I was a mess. It was right after junior year of college and I I hated myself. I was like, I don't want to live like this, but I don't know where to go from here. And I, I hadn't opened up to anyone in a long time. And I just, out of the blue, got this text from a friend that I hadn't seen in forever. And again, like, assumed that she was, like, so holy and so good because she went to that same school. And I was like, nobody, like, nobody would understand. She would never understand. I could never tell her about any of this. But as we were hanging out, because she texted me, oh, I want to celebrate your birthday with you. And I was like, that's the last thing I want to do right now. Like, I don't feel like celebrating anything. Like, I just messed up again, but I didn't tell her that. But anyway, we we ended up hanging out. It just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, no, you just need to hang out with her. So we hung out. And like the first part of the night, I didn't bring it up. It was like pretty casual, like surface level conversation. And then like later on, I just felt like God told me you need to tell her. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. And in a moment of inspiration and adrenaline, I was like, can I talk to you about something? And she was like, of course, you know, I'm always here for you, which is so true. Let that truth hit your heart. Your friends and family love you and they are always there for you. And I just bawled my eyes out and I told her everything. I told her about my first exposure to pornography when I was younger. I told her about how... I had like confided in people back then and that it was great. And then like I was delivered, but now I was messing up again, but that it was my fault because of the terrible choices I'd made in the relationships I'd been in in high school. And I felt like now, like I was broken goods and nothing was ever going to get better. And like this addiction was never going to go away and on and on and on. And finally, when I was out of tears and out of words, she just looked at me and said one sentence that changed my life. She was like, Morgan. Me too. And I was like, you? Which is terrible, but the devil makes us think that, oh, every like, you know, everybody else is perfect. You're the only one that's struggling and that no one should struggle with sexual sins, whatever. And so in a way, I like had a temptation to judge her and be like, wait, you struggle with this? Like, I thought you were so holy. No one is perfectly holy, okay? Like, if we're still on this earth, it means that God is still working on us and working through us. So just reject that right now in the name of Jesus. But I was like, wait, you? And she was like, yeah. Like, I've struggled with that since I was little. And I experience a lot of shame too. Like, I haven't told anyone except this one other person. But we became accountability partners. Is that something that you would be interested in? And I'm going to get more into th that part of the story in next week's episode or in the next episode because, yep, it might come out tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, things are a little weird over here on the Joy and Hope end. But whenever that episode drops, I'll share that. Um, but like confiding in her was the best decision I've ever made because it has changed the trajectory of my life. And especially regarding this addiction, because that is the summer where God delivered me again. And it wouldn't have been possible without the intercession of this friend and many friends in heaven, the saints. So 
All that to say, it is very important to confide in others. Maybe you're like this friend of mine and you are not comfortable sharing that on such a broad scale. Maybe you just want one person that you're going to share that with. Maybe it's a parent, a mentor, a best friend, a pastor, a priest, a youth minister, a teacher, just some a counselor, someone you know and love and trust and who helps you come to the truth and who always like brings God into things and can see situations clearly. I highly, highly, highly recommend confiding in that kind of person and someone who can keep things in confidence. But maybe you're like me and it is more helpful to share on a broader scale, which I will talk about a little bit more in the next episode as well, but or in the next couple of episodes. But whoever it is, Jesus, right now in your most holy name, come Holy Spirit, I pray that you will hit the heart of this viewer, this listener, with one person, if they are struggling with something, be it masturbation, pornography, a sexual sin or addiction, or anything that they have never told anyone and that they are just suffering in silence, Lord, I pray right here and right now that you will give them the grace and the courage to make a phone call or send a text and ask that person if they can talk to them. Because the truth is that you love us and that you have given us the gift of each other to be your hands and your feet. And you want people to be with us and you want people to help us and you do not want us to be alone. From the beginning of time, you gave Eve to Adam because you said it is not good for a man to be alone. It is not good for a man or a woman to be alone. So Lord, I pray for this man, this woman, listening, watching, viewing, in any way, shape, or form, that you will fight for him, that you will deliver her, no matter how many times it's been, and that you will give them someone they can go to who can help them on this healing journey. And all for your greater glory, O oh God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless y'all. See you back here again soon. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.